the manager of Justin Fields posting video of Fields jumping around in a kitchen looking excited with no explanation and no hint when it was recorded or what it was about. That's a choice, right? So there's that non-reporting, and then there's Caleb Williams talking and telling ESPN he likes Michael Jordan and Walter Payton and deep dish pizza. These are two stories, you say. Not if you combine it. Let's go around the horn. Oh! <laughs> See, I did that joke yesterday and nobody laughed. Now this is the paddle I need for that joke. Thank you. <laughs> Caleb Williams, like all of the top-ranked quarterbacks. No throwing, no football at this combine session. But he's talking, and he told ESPN if the Bears draft him number one, he'd be excited, which is nice. Would he be as excited as an unsourced, untimestamped Justin Fields in a well-appointed kitchen with a video we have nothing about? But who knows? All right, so put that to the side. That, that's just all speculation. And honestly, it's not a report, so we're not going to address it. But Kevin Clark, what do we have here with Caleb Williams? We have a big day for the Chicago Bears. He's not going to uh, Caleb Williams is not going to try to control this process, which is always a fear when there's a prospect like Williams and a team like the Bears, and it's consistently failed quarterbacks. The Bears aren't going to change as a franchise. We have a lot of da data points on that. So you have to draft a guy who's going to change everything for them. Williams is not going to be Mahomes immediately, but he has the highest ceiling of any prospect in a long time. He gives them the best chance to change their franchise. You draft him, you don't look back. Israel Gutierrez, is this as much an open and shut case for you? Well, hear me out. What if Justin Fields was just really excited because he nailed a recipe? I mean, I've danced in my kitchen for that before. But I think... Such a bizarre video. But you understand what I'm saying. That came out at a certain time during the combine for certain reasons. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's cryptic. It's had something to do with something. And I don't know why you would be celebrating a trade. I don't know why you would be celebrating staying put. So it's kind of confusing here. But with Caleb Williams, I think not throwing is not really a big deal. You've got enough film on him. He's been the top rated quarterback in this class for a while now. All you can do is pretty much drop down. But I think the idea of him being there for interviews and just talking to these uh, football personnel is huge because, again, we've seen the footage. I want to get to know you. I want to geek out about football. I want to know what your routine is. I want to know if I pick you number one, if you're not going to be a huge disappointment. And I think that's big. And I think saying just out loud, hey, I've got no problem with Chicago. I don't that they have this reputation or what have you. But hey, I'm confident enough that I can go there and fix that. Now, it's kind of mixed messages, because if you're confident, you'd probably throw on the day. But I get the, uh, the confidence of saying, hey, Chicago's not the problem. I can fix all of that. So I think Caleb Williams is handling this pretty well. Woody Page to you on Caleb Williams, number one pick for Chicago. Well, I don't blame them for waiting for their pro day, the top three quarterbacks, to show what they can do based with wide receivers that are either were teammates or cousins or whatever it might be. However, Stroud last year showed up it actually mm -hmm. was fantastic okay. at the Combine, and the Panthers must have been the only team that didn't come to the <laughs> Combine or didn't pay attention to him because they went with Bryce Young. However, him announcing that he would play for the Chicago Bears was important because his father had indicated during the late courses of the season that he didn't want to be in Chicago and others around him. But he has no agent. He's got a team of advisors and agents, uh, pardon me, advisors and attorneys who in one of them must have said, this is what you want to do there, bring up Michael Jordan. 
and bring up Walter Payton and bring up Chicago hot dogs and the Sears Tower and you'll make friends there. But he also managed to mention the commanders and his background playing in Washington, D.C. So I think he handled it extremely well, but I would personally like to see them perform at the combine. But Yates. I like this for the purposes of a peaceful transfer of power, but I'm sorry, Kevin, if you're saying Chicago's not going to change as a franchise and you're going to tell me that somebody's got to say Chicago's not the problem, the problem is right there at Hallis Hall. That's the reason why they're trying to find another quarterback. So I'm not going to trust them with developing a kid, ceiling high or not, when the previous one they ran into the ground, if that's what we're going to take as their logic. So, yes, I'm happy that this isn't turned into a problem, but I'm still not convinced that the Bears can do this. I think that what they've got is just as sensible to keep as what a potential other person could be, especially if you could get more players for said person. This, to me, is still very dicey as far Kevin, as Kevin, I'll bring you back in here on, on exactly what Clinton just said, the idea. I mean, we know the history of Bears quarterbacks. It's the worst in the NFL, honestly. They have, they've had how many 4,000-yard passes? How many? All these things. How much is that is institutional in your mind? A lot of it, but I also don't think getting a lot of draft capital and giving that franchise, who I think we all agree has not been particularly model over the past 30 years, giving them more opportunities to bring in talent, that's just more variables that they can fail at. You get the one player who changes everything. Everybody forgets the Chiefs. They hadn't won playoff games. They were in the wilderness. They had a poor record. And then Mahomes mm -hmm. changed okay. everything. They upgraded from Smith to, to Mahomes in a year and change their entire franchise. That's the type of player you need. That's the type of the player the, Bear, the Bears have an opportunity to get. And it's Drew Gutierrez after the horn. Tony, if I'm Caleb Williams, I look at the Chicago Bears as a team that made the Super Bowl in my lifetime with Rex Grossman mm -hmm. as quarterback. Okay. And I say to myself, I'm better than Justin Fields. I won't have these question marks around me the way he does. And you're never, if you're drafted number one, not never, very rarely going to get drafted into a perfect situation. So I'm looking at the Chicago Bears and saying, I can fix what ails them. Why? It's not the same situation between the Bears and the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a backup situation for Mahomes mm -hmm. ready. It was not a walk into the franchise and be the savior circumstance whatsoever. We've been horned. We'll move on. Cavs mad last night. Flames to spare from Max Bruce. Look at the clock and look how quick these threes come. Four within a minute and five seconds of each other to lead the comeback. And just when the Mavs thought they were able to get out of this destruce, they thought they had a win. One more in them, 59-footer to win it. So he outscored Dallas 15-9 to himself in the last four minutes with those five threes. And he hit a 59-footer. Israel, is this the greatest heat check ever? <laughs> I mean, it'd be a heat check if he took the shot with 10 seconds left. He had no choice but to take it. But this is why you signed Max Struess. I'm a little familiar with Max Struess down here in Miami. But he is not having this amazing shooting year. He's shooting 34% from three. But that fourth quarter is always possible for him. The reason he sort of took over for Duncan Robinson down here as their main shooter is because he was willing to shoot these shots regardless of what his shooting percentage was from any game or any stretch. And this is what you can get. And that's an amazing highlight there. And poor Poor, poor P.J. Washington, who was flexing the entire time down the court after just joining this team and having his moment, and he goes from this to this great. in a heartbeat. Poor guy. Woody Page. I just wished he had been three feet farther out because since the beginning of the three-point era, the longest shot, it's been 61 feet, so he was only two feet away from that. But his, his quote afterward was even greater. 
when he quoted Ricky Bobby saying, if you don't finish first, you finish last. And I think that made, made the game, made the All right, but talk uh, to me about this, Clinton. That's 15 points on threes in the final four minutes. Great heat checks of all time. Clay Thompson had a 37-point quarter. Okay, that's there. You know, everyone remembers Reggie Miller in the final nine seconds. Yeah. Fine. But where is 15 points like that? I'll tell you where it is. It was the top league pass moment of the season so far mm. in the NBA. If you were watching this live, you're like, is this guy seriously going to keep shooting this? And when you got to the end, you knew it was going in because, hello, what he had just done. We call this Izzy Maximum Struess. It was fantastic. This is why you have this. You can tune in to this kind of Kevin Clark. Yeah, I'm obsessed with a quote from Jared Allen last night where he said, when you have a guy like Max Struess, anything is possible. It's about Max Struess. Like, that, that's a LeBron quote. That's a Michael <laughs> Jordan quote. It just shows you how high the vibes are on this team, how deep this team is. He is the fourth player in history to have five threes in the last four minutes of right. the game. Um, this right. is an Eastern Conference contender. And if someone like Max Struess takes over a game like that, not Donovan Mitchell, that just shows you that's a deep That's team. my point. That's the fourth player in the history of the sport with five threes in the final four minutes. And then you add on... A 59-footer. That's, that's an all-time heat check maximum struce. Love that, Clinton. There was another 60-footer buzzer beater last night. In basketball, by the way, what? Nevada's Jared Lucas to be Colorado State. 60-footers are like layups now. Woody, I know you were watching this. Which was better? Well, it was Lucas because he had missed three of four free throws beginning before that play happened. So... Take a break. Buy or sell next. That game was tied, Woody. And he called back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. 
NFL Players Union surveys on NFL teams are out. As they always say with this, this is the second year they did it, this is not a shaming exercise. And as we always say, let the shaming begin. This is on workplace environment facilities, cafeteria, which goes from food taste to food freshness, weight room, travel, which includes whether you have a roommate or not, when your hotel, and treatment of families, etc. So I want to know what jumps out to you in these team grades, and if you can crack the intricate grading system from the players. But by headline, the owner grades. Dead last, Kansas City, the champions, got an F minus. One detail was they only updated in the locker room, the stools, F minus. And look, the bottom of the owners were recent Super Bowl champs. The last six Super Bowl champs were at C plus level or worse. Clinton Yates around the horn to you. What you buy, what you sell in the survey. I'm buying every single part of this. It's the best thing the NFLPA does every year, a poll of your membership. I don't care about your DVOA. I need to know if you have childcare. I need to know what's up with your water pressure situation. Can I get a hot meal on a Wednesday if I'm a vegan? This is what the people mm. care about. Mm. This is why it's so cool. I love it. Woody Page? I'm buying it. I think it's fun more than anything else, Clinton. But I'd like to see ESPN send us a survey where we could talk about the people leading this show. But I I can't imagine why Josh McDaniels got such a bad grade and finished 32nd. The second time that's happened to him after being in Denver before. I think you're being sarcastic. The Hunt family has been one of the best ownerships in all of football since the beginning of the AFL, I don't believe See, that. this is interesting to me as well. You had, with the owner grades, and that may be about payment and maybe about other things, uh, investing in the team. You had the Super Bowl champions as an F-minus, Israel? And, Tony, how do you hammer a point home? With a minus. An F-minus <laughs> is something I have never seen. And so, yeah, you hammer that point home. But I'm sort of in agreement that it's not a shaming exercise. And you look from last year to this year where the Jaguars had a rat infestation at some serious problems. Well, they got a new facility. Way better. Last year, Cincinnati. Very poor in the cafeteria grades, on the food grade. This year, way mm. better. With this transparency, we can compare and contrast and say, hey, what should we be doing as an organization? So shaming works, I think, is what your argument is here. Okay. And Clint, Kevin For Clark, sure. how about you? Yeah, shaming is going to work because the Bucks and the Chargers charge for childcare. The only two teams in the league that do that mm. on game day. I guarantee mm. you that won't be the case next time they do this survey. But the one thing I would change, one thing that annoys me the most, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hot water problems and water pressure problems that lead to plumbing problems. No more plumbing <laughs> problems in Cincinnati. Think about Joe Burrow. That's what we got to change from this year to next. That the last six Super Bowl champions were all, what was it, C-plus or below, Kevin? Does that mean anything to you as far as ownership goes? Uh, it shows you the talent's all that matters. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the cafeteria doesn't matter. The plumbing apparently doesn't matter because the Bengals are pretty good. All that You guys brought up childcare. And- I was, I was yeah. lifted. My spirit is lifted knowing that 30 teams <laughs> in the league provide childcare for free on game day, for free, they're paying it some way, for their teams, that's amazing. Let's get that everywhere. We'll move on. For business. NFL competition committee to pitch a kickoff rule change again. They were unhappy with last year's change that a fair catch and a spot at 25 made it essentially a non-play. A ceremonial play is what Troy Vincent derided it as. So there's a model in play here, an XFL model, that looked like that. Kicker kicks off by themselves. Players start running from the receiver's 35-yard line. So less speed, but still a play. Woody, 
what you buy, what you sell from the ideas here with the kickoff. When I saw it in the XFL, I found it intriguing, but I think they need to go back to the drawing board because of a couple of things. Only four uh, kickoff returns were returned for touchdowns last year out of 560 returns. But more important than that, what are you going to do about the onside kick? I mean, you've taken that out of the game, too, and exactly. I think you've got to address that issue. Mm. Israel Gutierrez? What do we want in the game? We want the possibility of the return, right? We don't need that from a kickoff. Let's maybe change the rule for punt returns and make those potentially a little bit more exciting because I think, yeah, you can go the XFL model. I just don't think it's going to result in very much. And if you continue with the, you know, the kickoff and the uh, the potential for injury, then it's worse for the player. So, hey, what one element that you can't take out, the punt, try to make that a little bit more exciting because I certainly don't miss kickoffs. I don't know about you. Kevin Clark? Yeah, it's already a ceremonial play, and it's already out of the sport, basically. I mean, this has been going on for five or six years. There have been little tweaks, but I feel like the easiest solution here is to only kick off at the beginning of the game so you can take photos and it looks cool on TV, and then if the kicking team opts into it. If not, just put the ball at the 25-yard line, go for it. It's already ceremonial. Just get it out of the game. It's a waste of time at this point. Ooh, does look good on TV, Tony. Play the eights, how about you? <laughs> We just put Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame. How are we trying to get rid of kickoffs so quickly? That does not make sense to me. It is extremely exciting. And if you had to do anything, I would say, which what your only solution option is, you have to make it illegal to kick it out of bounds. You have to force them to make the play. Otherwise, Woody's right, it doesn't make sense. Woody, the onside kick is exactly where they need to be drilling down on here. You're absolutely, that extends game, it keeps the games competitive for longer, that's what you, that's what they should be focused on. Buy or sell three. There was a court storm watch last night because there was a whiteout in Starkville. Would Mississippi State knock off Kentucky? They even put it on the Jumbotron with over five minutes left. Don't court storm. There was a raucous finish and Mississippi State three to tie it and then Reed Shepard buzzer beater to win it. Israel, UK is as exciting and as confusing as anybody. So what you're buying from this result, but also anyone buying the home Jumbotron jinxing this for Mississippi State. Yeah, Kentucky uh, up eight with 50-some seconds left. Shouldn't need a game winner here at the mm. buzzer. But, hey, look, I'm going to say we here. We, the SEC, we don't storm the court. I don't care. You can make fun of them all you want. That's preparation for not storming the court. We all complain about these court stormers and getting people hurt. Look at the SEC. We don't Kevin do that. Clark. Yeah, I think in general, uh, Reed Shepard right now is getting hot at the right time. And you look at his on-off stats, his via Sam Vecini, he might be the most impactful player in college basketball right now. Per 100 possessions, when he's on the, uh, the court, Kentucky outscores their opponents by 27 points. When he's not on the court, they get outscored by 12. He is getting hot at the right time. He's one of the best players in basketball. And if they're going to get hot in March, it's all going to be happening. I'm buying Shepard because he's got former Kentucky coach Rick Patino tweeting about him when he doesn't even like his own guys on his own team. But I'm selling the dudes in the arena. You cannot put up a warning with five minutes left. That's before the last media break. That's 100 years in basketball time, never mind for a college student. There was no way that that made sense at the time, whether it was. Of course, Patino did coach Reed Shepard's yeah, dad, Jeff Shepard. Uh, and, and Woody Page, how about you? I'm not going to put down Starkville, Mississippi, one of my favorite mm -hmm. places Me in too. the country. Me too. I've been there several times. But I would, I would say this, that uh, I think it's smart, even though it looks bad, it's smart to keep warning people, let's don't storm the court. But in regard to Shepard, he is the most outstanding freshman in, in college basketball, and he's coming around at the right time. Kevin's right, because 
Kentucky's looked bad lately, and at least they made a comeback. Woody, you're buttering me up here. You know about my history with Starco. It's a camp counselor at, at camp. No, nobody kept Glenn Mary and Avery. You didn't know about this, Clint? I was a professional camp counselor while I was hosting the show. Israel, one thing about the SEC doesn't storm courts. You had me until I just looked. LSU stormed against UK just about a week and a half ago. Most of the SEC. No, you lost it. You were in showdown. Now you're out. Kevin, you can take a ceremonial photo of this. Clint Yates, Woody Page, showdown next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Swimming and the ACC Championships is our only showdown of the day. NC State won it this weekend, but it's the individual medals in the 1650-yard freestyle. NC State's Owen Lloyd touching first, then when celebrating with the swimmer who touched second, fellow NC Stater Ross Dance, but splashing into dance lane while the race was going on meant he was stripped of his title. The ruling here is NCAA rule for sportsmanship. It's the discretion of the referee. The race was not over. Lloyd in a different lane, interference, and stripped of the conference title. Dant went on to win because he finished second, was not happy about it, said he's going to give the medal to Lloyd. So, Clinton, my question is, when is the race over, and is this ruling fair? No, this is nonsense. The critical part of the ruling is the word obstruction. He didn't obstruct anything. He was simply celebrating what he was doing. Letter of the law, spirit of the rule, not the same. This is not one that needed to be enforced and ruin a moment for not just that kid, but his team as well. Mm -hmm. Bad news. It was an outrageous decision made by the referee because they had lapped the field. They were celebrating at the end. The others weren't obstructed. Nobody went three lanes over to stop a kid from uh, swimming. No, but the good news is that he is qualified in enough other areas that he could probably still be in the NCAA. That is, that is a good point. To me, I hadn't considered that the race was still going on because in a pool, you quite literally can make waves, right? And there's other competitors, so I understand that. There was a, another one, different sport, basketball, game over, triple zeros on the clock. This is in Georgia. And a player grabs on the rim to celebrate. And with no time on the clock, they still went back, gave a technical free throw out, and allowed. that's disrupting the result. That's one I can't get over. When a game is over, a game is over. But a, but a swim race is different. Woody Page, wire to wire win today. Great show out of Page. Here's your FaceTime. Yeah. 
Well, guess who came to the spring training game yesterday? Otani made his debut. It's not official, but in a spring training game, and guess what? In his third at bat, he hit a home run. And you have to think about this. There has been only one player in NFL, I'm sorry, in NLB history that has won a most valuable player in both leagues. That's Frank Robinson, mm. who did it with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Well, Otani has that opportunity this year, but he's not the only one. His teammate, Mookie Betts, could do it too. Wouldn't it be something if it came down at the end of the season whether one of them is going to be the MVP and the other is going to be number two? It could possibly happen with those Dodgers. So, Otani is back. Israel, let me see that shirt that you're rocking there. Is that the top of the head of Diego Maradona? It is! The Napoli! Oh, that's a bonus. That's a